We're just gonna have to change that song. It's lost Hell no. It's, it's lost its luster. Not for me, baby. <laughs> Rosa Condo! That wasn't for Zombie's song, though. It's not for a hologram. <laughs> I had a headache when you left. Now you gotta hand in your tattoo. You gotta get it back. <laughs> it's a something! Um. No. But, uh. Yeah. I, uh, I was I was preoccupied. I was gonna talk, but I was preoccupied by trying to get the cowbells. All right, here we go. Rosicondos. All right, here it is. Right. That's done. You want to try? No. Come on. All right. Stop being a pussy. Right. The one that says cowbell, cowbell. Buttered roll, buttered roll. No, that's that good. Close. No. Oh yeah, not bad. <laughs> All right, it's not perfect, but I just like did like almost like a regular count to do it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, good? yeah, 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 yeah. What's that? Were they good? They're amazing. Yeah, yeah. of course. It was a. Uh, I'll tell you what. Let me let me uh, say one thing for. And I was saying this at the at the bar with the dudes that I was hanging out with before I went to go see. Bear vs. Shark on Thursday night, a show that you were supposed to go to, but you couldn't, um, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, but I was saying that this year, I will give this year one thing, and besides all all the uh, the horrible deaths that we had with uh, musicians like the Princes and the Bowies of the world, which were heartbreaking, the reunions this year, and I'm not I'm not a reunion tour fan. Welcome to the Awkward High Five Podcast. My name is Devin. And I'm Rich. I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, a, a really, like, normally when bands get back together, it's kind of like, eh, are they just doing this for the money? You know, like, and, and a lot of times it falls flat on its face, like, uh, and shit like that. But but um, this year, Guns N' Roses got back together. I watched the Guns N' Roses. Amazing. The Misfits fucking original lineup in the first time in 33 years. Watched all that shit. They were fucking fantastic. Yeah. And and not to put them on the same wavelength because they're a band from Detroit that a lot of people don't know. But in in my in our hearts, from gr- listening to them for so long and loving their music, going to see Bear vs Shark on Thursday. Was oh, early. I think you say not to put the Misfits on the same because I, I would oh, say no, the, like the Misfits are certainly on the if, same level as Guns N' Roses. If every member of the Misfits went into a coma. Like bashed their head against the wall, became mentally retarded. They could still play those songs. Uh, <laughs> like, there's not going to be a problem. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. But I mean, yes, the songs are simple, but that doesn't make them bad. They're fucking amazing. Right. I just mean that you know, if they went the longest time without playing and then had a reunion tour, there wouldn't be an issue. Is what I'm saying. Like, it's not like they would have to practice. But a lot. The, the big thing <laughs> about that was that that Danzig was a part of right. it. Right. You know, Danzig hasn't been a part of the band in 33 years. Yeah. They 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 all kind of hated each other and shit. You know, even though I went over. Uh, um, it, it, I think I might have told the story on the show. It doesn't really matter. But anyway, I got a, I got a chance to go to the guy Frank. It, his, he was the guitar player on Static Age yeah. uh, to his house, and um, I was asking him about the whole thing. I, I was like, "Hey, does uh does Jerry and and fucking and Glenn like really hate each other that much?" Glenn, and he, and he was just like, he was like, "Nah, man, we're all friends." He, he uh, I guess he was like, uh, someone's father. I think uh, uh, Danzig's father had passed away like recently and he was like yeah we were all up in Lodi for his funeral the other day drinking beers and hang you know like but anyway that was the play- but I'll tell you what I was worried about the way that was going to sound because you know Danzig's hit or miss especially with his later stuff but it, watching the Misfits together back on stage or what was the Misfits I mean obviously it was it was Jerry and Doyle and uh and uh Glenn and then whoever they got on the drums which I forget who people who know music uh we're probably pissed right now because it's a big drummer, but I can't think of his name anyway. But um, yeah, they it were. Wasn't fun. Bill Stevenson? Was no, it? no, it wasn't Bill Stevenson. No, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> I just figure because he always fills in for people. Yeah, well, like punk, you know, like if the if the drummer doesn't show up, they're like call Bill. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, right, exactly. Well, I mean. He's not as big as um, uh, Josh Freese. Josh Freese is the oh, is the number right, one right. filling guy. He plays with everybody. Does he? Bill Stevenson played with the Descendants. Obviously, that's his main band. Black Flag, and and oddly enough, the Lemonheads. I was just thinking punk rock. Like yeah, skeezy, yeah, yeah. You know, because it's not like he he's not a Josh Freese. Obviously, yeah, you know right. What I mean, like you put if Tool needs a drummer and you call Bill Stevenson, he's not gonna really know what to do. Yeah, no, I hear you. 
so anyway, yeah, I went to go see, and, and the only reason it's relevant is because we used their song as our opener. It's one of our favorite bands. They got back together, and they were fantastic. Um, and uh, went in. They came on stage. They said, hi, we're Bear vs. Shark, and... Oh, <laughs> First song right off the bat. Yeah, of course. Did a couple exaggerated bows. And then I, I kind of like, uh, I kind of put my head down in the crowd and just whispered towards my feet. Welcome to the Opera High Five Podcast. <laughs> uh, no, but it was fun singing along with that song, and and it was a good vibe. The whole the show was it sounded great. It was at the ball, Bowery Ballroom. Had a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. So that's about it. That's, that's all. Cool. You know. Um, what's going on with you? Nothing. Nothing. Just uh. Chilling on a Saturday. It is a, it's a Saturday. Let's address yeah. that real quick. Yet again, had to push back the show a day. I am, again, my fault. Uh, we're now doing this on a Saturday afternoon. It's actually nice to have the door open. This, like yeah, that. the sun's <laughs> out. We can see some grass outside the Awkward High Five is Studios. Is the sun out? <laughs> I don't think, I think it's Well, happening. I mean, it's light out oh. is what I mean, is that there's some light. And, and, uh, and, and let me tell you, the commitment that I have to this show is that my beloved New York Metropolitans are playing a game right now in which they could, by all means, clinch a wild card berth. And I want nothing more in the world to be sitting down watching that game. But I am here in a high five studios doing the show with you because that's how much I care about this podcast. Like two people are like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, those two people, I fucking care about you and your listening entertainment. And that's why I'm here. And also because there's DVRs and I could watch it later. But if there wasn't, if this was fucking 1980, I probably would not be doing this right now for say. many reasons. One, because podcasts wouldn't exist. Two, because uh, VCRs are probably, if they even exist, were probably the size of a house and really expensive back then. And number three. And popped out the top. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. La Punta. I've Okay, here's my deal. I've just finished watching... Um, uh, Narcos, season two of Narcos, mm-hmm. and now I cannot stop talking like fucking Pablo Escobar. <laughs> I just walk around the house going, La Punta, Americanos, Estados Unidos, Medellin. But that's all I know. I don't know, I don't know any Spanish. He, so. Yeah, love the weed, huh? Yeah, Pablo? in that, in that show, he was fucking yeah. smoking weed like mad. He, he likes the pinner dudes. It's, you know, that actually kind of freaked me out about that is because if I, you gotta figure Pablo Escobar had a stressful life. He was he was a head drug kingpin. People, uh, the uh, everybody in in Colombia and the United States wanted him not only arrested but dead. There was other drug lords that are out to get him. He's got to worry about uh, people, uh, you know, fucking sabotaging him in his own thing. He's in hiding. He's traveling around, but he's still smoking doobers like crazy, just yeah. rolling up. That would fucking if I if I was in a high stress situation like that and decided to smoke weed, I would be paranoid as fuck. I wouldn't be able to make yeah. I feel like, like that would make it easier. I don't know. Yeah, you got you want like clarify the brain think about what's happening and you know no. relax a little i would be sitting there like uh oh man what am i gonna do and, and then I, I would be like okay well i guess that guy from the cali cartel yeah i guess we should kill him then i look at my right hand man and be like do you think that's a good idea if we killed that guy like whew, i don't really know that and i'd be fucking sweating and rubbing my hands on my fucking legs i'd be like that, la punta americanos estados unidos and medellin the thing that bothers me about narcos is that i always get the everyone all mixed up because there's like five different dudes that have shave sides Mullet in the back. Right. Curly, like, curly top. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's, like, five different dudes with that. You'll be watching one scene, dude gets thrown out of an airplane, then it cuts to the next scene, and he's, like, sitting there smoking the dude. <laughs> hey, you're talking about Didn't it. Didn't that dude just get tossed? His henchmen? Yeah. Yeah, one of them's got the do, and then there's been a couple people already killed that have that do. So yeah. it's like, you think, did that guy already die, you know? I guess that was just the sweet do in the early it 90s in be. fucking Colombia. Oh, in it's the early 90s, it's not the 80s? No, he died in uh, 93 or 94 he, he was killed. He, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, you know. And season two, season one was like a 10-year span. It like told the story of Pablo Escobar. But season it. two was just the, the whatever it was, maybe not even a, a year, like when the, 18 marks moved Between in. him getting out of his, his uh, man-made prison that he built, yeah. when he escaped that to the point where they shot him on the roof. Yeah. And uh, that's what they did. They shot the motherfucker on the roof. Poor bastard. And uh, in Medellin, and Estados, you know what? I think that we should change fucking the Estados Unidos sounds so much better than the United States that we should adopt that. We should be Estados Unidos, 
Like, I love when he says that in that show. And Americanos and Estados Unidos. Yeah, of course. You can't just say it like an American because then it's pretty much United States. Yeah, right, right. No, right. That's what I mean. Yeah, And you have to say it with the fervor. That uh, that Pablo Escobar, or at least the actor who plays Pablo Escobar in Narco, said. Really? Does he get that like that? Mm-hmm. Every time I've watched it, he's so laid back. No, sometimes he gets like real, like when he gets really mad and he's like gets real close to like one of his guys, and he's just like La Punta and the Americanos, Estados Unidos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that. We should change that song to Estados Unidos, Estados Unidos. God bled your son. What is it? God shed your light on thee. I have no idea. America. I think the dude Estados who Unidos? Played, uh, Pablo Escobar in Blow was a way better Pablo Escobar. That dude is awesome. He's been in other shit, but he's like fucking, that's like the coolest dude ever. I don't even remember who played him. I don't know who it is, but I remember Paul Rubens shit. being in Blow. Mm-hmm. That's all I remember. I just love when he's talking to Johnny Depp and uh, Johnny Depp keeps calling him El Padrini. <laughs> and then he's, he, Johnny Whoa. Depp's wearing his shades and he's like, to remove. <laughs> like, Yo, that is the fucking slickest shit ever. To remove. Yeah, uh, you know the thing is about Narcos. It was a good show, and, and now apparently they're going to continue on with the Cali Cartel, which I really don't care about. But uh, but I was reading um, a thing with the guys, you know, the the dudes that were the actual DEA agents that the show revolves around, um, and uh, they were saying that they ever since ever since ninety whatever it was three ninety three or ninety four when Pablo Escobar died, they've been getting. Uh, proposals for movies and TV shows, and they wanted them to be consultants on it, and they turned them all down because they always they said the only way that they were ever going to do a movie or a television show about Pablo Escobar is to make sure that the, the that the show didn't glorify him. Yeah, I figured. And I figured. but let me tell you something: I watched all of Narcos and kind of ended up liking Pablo Escobar in that yeah. show. Now I know in real life he was a fucking a, a maniac and a psychopath and a killer and, and and a drug lord, and he was he was bad for everybody. But, uh, you know, I don't know if they realize, but Pablo Escobar doesn't come off that bad in that mm. show. As a matter of fact, when they shoot him in the head at the end, I kind of felt bad for him. He's I laying there all with his... I think that's how we are. We're just like, you know, from all the movies we've seen... for the bad guy! Seen, yeah, all the movies we've seen growing up, it's way more fun to root for the bad guy. Than, you know, like, if, say, you watch Goodfellas, who are you going to root for? The guy that's like, bye-bye, dickhead, <laughs> at the end, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, are we baking a cake? You know, like, it's just hard... It's just not fun. Right. You know, it's just not fun to root for the good guy. I can't think of one movie where the good guy is, like, ever glorified or anything. Yeah. You know, it's even if it's a movie... There is... In every movie where, you know, you enjoy watching the drug lord or the murderer or whatever, they... Throughout the movie, it it looks glorified, but they, it always ends bad. You know, it's never like... He rides off into the sunset and escapes. Sure. They're always dead or in jail or fucked up or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's never truly glorified, but it's almost like we block that shit out. And, you know, it's like the whole movie's way better than even caring that he goes to jail for life at the end of the movie. Like George Young hallucinating that he sees his daughter that he'll never see for the rest of his life. That kind of touched Dev Dog's heartstrings <laughs> a little bit. A little pulled on my heartstrings a little bit at the <laughs> end of that. Until you see what he really looks like. Yeah, right. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. shit. Yeah, oh, George Young, yeah, right. You were getting that much ass looking like a witch. <laughs> when, whenever, whenever they show... The the real people at the end of a of a of a biopic is it's always a mistake. It's always and even if they're what you would consider a regular looking person or maybe even a little on the attractive scale of a person, they're not going to look like fucking Johnny Depp or Brad oh, Pitt no. or Sam Rockwell or any of these fucking people that they use. So like in comparison, they're going to you look every time they, they fucking do it. You're just like, oh yeah. shit, the balls on Belfort for like being <laughs> like, all right, I'll get a let's see, all right, Leonardo DiCaprio to play me. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. Went for the good best luck. looking dude in Hollywood. Yeah, balls on him. So no matter what, and I think that dude—I forget exactly what he looks like—but he looks like a, a normal, like, like, a, like a little Jewish dude from Long Island. Yeah, you know, right. But, but doesn't eyes. wasn't he kind of built though? Like, doesn't he? When he was younger, I think he was jacked and worked out. But yeah. he's like my height. You know, he's like, right? He's like a little Jewish dude with bug eyes. Right. You know? They should have showed the real life uh, Jonah Hill. I bet you he probably looked better than Jonah Hill in the movie. Uh, he was the only one that it, it, like. it would have worked in reverse. They showed him, and everyone's like, "Damn, that's a good looking guy." Even if he is a fat, like short Jewish dude, <laughs> you know what? He he's not fat, but they did a really good job making Jonah Hill look like him. Oh, really? Yeah. His real name is Danny Porish, and uh, 
I've never seen a picture of him with the big glasses on, but he did have like those fucking smiley tooths, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And he wasn't as like short and chubby as Jonah Hill, but you know, he kind of had the same frame with that like curly Jew do on top, you know? And I, I, they did an excellent job in that movie of, uh, I guess because it's it was what, like five years ago that this all happened. Yeah, right. It know? wasn't too long ago. Yeah. A friend of mine, her mom's a stenographer and she actually did the court. She was in court for old Belfort's. Oh, she's the one that actually did the stenography this, for it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, she said they were just all just ratting each other out like a motherfucker. Yeah, just like fun, no yeah. stone unturned. Like what else do you want? Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, when your whole basis of everything is just to make as much money as possible, there's no loyalty to friends there. No yeah. matter how much he acts like my, and one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when, uh, when um when uh with the chick when he's doing the meeting or whatever and he's like and he's like and I give her ten thousand dollars and she stands up and she's like I fucking love you and he's like I oh, fucking yeah, love yeah. you I, I, I don't know why I love that scene fucking so much love you too <laughs> <laughs> just the fact that she's like this this like bl- blonde semi attractive chick who like seems womanly and dainty and then she just gets up and it's like I fucking love you. <laughs> Um, the best scene in that movie, and I talk about it all the time. It's one of one of the best scenes in a movie ever. Is uh, the scene uh, when he meets up with the fucking FBI agents, the coach from Friday Night Lights, on his boat. He invites them onto yeah, his yeah, boat yeah. and uh, and uh, and tries to like slightly bribe them, and then ends up being really mad and throwing lobsters at him. Yeah. And, and, dude, that's that whole scene is so well fucking. Me, <laughs> the little man. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking. It's fantastic. Just the whole arc of that scene, the way it starts to the way it ends, his him coming to a boiling point, and like you could tell that he's nervous and he's trying to be slick, and then the fact that it's not working gets him even angrier. And Leonardo plays it so perfect. The dude from fucking Friday Night Lights plays it perfect. It's just a perfect fucking scene. There is actually one thing about that scene that always bothers me that I can't shake. What? It's when uh, Leo's telling him about the dude whose mother was sick in the hospital and they make all the right moves for him and he brings in a half a million and that's how he sets up his bribe. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he talks about the mother being in the hospital and how she didn't make it, he does like the priest sign of the cross. You ever notice that? No. He'll be like, oh, we got her into the hospital. She didn't make it. God rest her soul. I just whacked that, but he's like, God rest her soul. And he does this, the priest sign, like the, with the hands. Yeah. Of the yeah. Cross. I'm like, why is he doing that? He's like blessing the dead body. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it even better because because he was that, that's, godlike. That's what's so great about that scene is that he's such a confident fucking dude, and and this you could tell that he was nervous, but he was still trying to portray yeah. his confidence, but behind a shield of nervousness, and you feel that coming from DiCaprio, oh, totally. you know. And so maybe that's the thing. Like maybe that was just some awkward thing. Where have you ever done something where you're trying to project a, a, a certain amount of aggressiveness or, or confidence, and then you end up doing something that you want to do, and it's so stupid and inside you're like why the fuck did i just oh that's gotta be the worst feeling yeah and that's probably what that sign of the cross thing is (laughs) i gotta go back and watch it i that that scene is phenomenal it's like one of those things that i i I don't have to watch the whole movie i'll just put that scene on like (laughs) like the uh like the fucking um dennis hopper and christopher walken true romance scene you know like that thing where you it's such a good thing on its own that you just watch that 10 minutes and be satisfied. <laughs> I prefer uh, fast forwarding to the part where he has to like set up his drugs for the flight to Sweden. <laughs> and he's like, by 10 a.m., my tingle phase. And they're in the club like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and, like, 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 whale. And, and Jonah Hill's like doing this shit. <laughs> and it's like all fuzzy and shit. Someone's like holding him up. Yeah, the more I, the more I think about and watch that film, the more and more I like it. <laughs> <laughs> when they're on the airplane to Sweden, and he's like, you're fucking crazy. You called the captain the N-word, and they flash back, and he throws the fucking captain <laughs> on the floor, and he's dry-humping one of the stewardesses, and he's like, oh, what about the loons? And he's like, don't worry. They're up my ass. And he's like, thank God. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fantastic film. All yeah. right. I don't know. That is a great one. So what do you, what do you got on deck here today? Well, I, shit, I got some news on the Chino Marino front. <laughs> That's like definitely the most important thing that needs to be told here. So this is this is what you said to me before the show, before we pressed recorded, was that your, your new thing is you're going to keep everybody updated on Chino Marino. Yeah, the from le- a hangnail to a fucking run for presidency. And, and now that would make semi-slight sense if the Deftones were a band that either of us listened to or cared about, no. but they're not. No. 
You just, for some reason, have a thing for Chino Marino. I, you like his name. I like his name. You like to use his name <laughs> as your alias. Yeah. Uh, you just, is it the fact that he's such a, uh, like a non-front guy of a band? That's the one thing that hit me about Chino Marino. Is like when you look at him, he just does not look like a dude that would be a front man of <laughs> He's a like band. A landscaper. Yeah, he looks like <laughs> a little Mexican dude in like a hoodie and cargo pants, and then and then he gets up there. I'll give him that. You know, he's got a good voice, and he gets up there and fucking sings his heart out. Yeah, I think there's something electrifying about Marino. Yeah, maybe that's why you like him yeah, so much. Yeah, I mean, shit, he was just performing in a volcano, he's and definitely- now the man's coming out with his own beer. <laughs> mm. Okay, so. Uh, he, he performed in a volcano. Now, I know that you think that you you disseminated that information on this podcast, but you didn't. Why not? Because the show that you talked about him playing in a, in a, in a volcano was the show that we got into a big fight and I after a half hour and I kicked you out. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, well, fucking Gino Marino played in a volcano. Yes, and you know, he played in a volcano in Iceland while I was in Iceland. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. How, yep. did you, how did you not feel his presence? I walked past at, at one point. <laughs> I walked past the gu- so I walked past a geyser, right? You know, like one of the, the the geysers. And when it popped, I just heard back to school. <laughs> how did I know you were going to pick back to school? Because <laughs> it's the only Deftones song I know, <laughs> and the only reason I know it is because it was on some mix CD that we used to listen to in college. And that's it. That's how little I know about the Deftones. Well, now you're going to know a little bit more, my friend. Well, I can't. Where in the world is Gino, Gino Marino. Marino? Well, he's not in a volcano. My man is in San Diego. And oh, what, shit. And what, where in the world is <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that, but you know what I'm getting. What I'm saying, yeah. San Diego. So he's in San Diego, and he's now making his own beer. Okay, mm-hmm. much like the uh, cop brother-in-law from Breaking Bad. Yeah, <laughs> Chino Marino is now manufacturing his own beer. Mm-hmm. What's it going to be called, Richard? Uh, it's going to be called the Phantom Bride IPA. Oh, yeah. it's an IPA, mm-hmm. an Indian pale ale, if you will. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Uh, Chino has teamed up with the Belching Beaver Brewery in San Diego. Belching Beaver? Yeah, Belching Beaver Brewery. Is that a, is that like a clever way of naming your brewery the Queef Beer Brewery? That <laughs> sounds like it, right? What the fuck with the Belching Beaver? Yeah, that's that's so gross now that I think about it. That's worse than cutting off the 600-pound life fat. You go up to... <laughs> <laughs> What a weird callback! You go up to the uh, the belching uh, the belching Beaver Brewery and you hit the doorbell and it goes like and the doorbell's this. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> <laughs> that was extreme. <laughs> That's a fucking lippy one. I always thought they were just more like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go! Here we go! Ready? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna walk up to the Belgian brewery br- uh, door and and I'm gonna hit the door right now. Right? Ah, it's a nice day. I'd like some uh, some to cleanse my palate with some nice beer. I'm gonna go to my favorite brewery. Oh, looks like the door is in here. Let me just hit this doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> what? find that so funny Man, the best or like when you fucking say you're like doing it in one position the whole time then you flip her upside down the other way and it like goes into the misshape of your dick and it's not like this <laughs> <laughs> like a boot in the mud <laughs> i had to bring it back to dick I turned a queef into a dick. If I never hear the word dick as long as I live, we literally said the word dick or cock 7,000 times last episode. Uh, yeah, we definitely beat Pesci in saying fucking casino, oh, that's for sure. By far. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> so Chino Marino, Queef Brewery, yep. teaming up to make an IPA. That's described as a happy West Coast style India pale ale loaded up with mosaic Amarillo, Simcoe, and Citra Hops, all handpicked by the hands of Chino and to be unveiled on October the 3rd. Wow. All right. Well, good for them. Good for Chino Marino. He owes me a little bit of money now. <laughs> that was really good. That was a good plug. <laughs> yeah. That was a very good plug. I didn't mean to say it like that. That's just the way I wrote it. But then I was like, you know what? Besides, if that was an actual Maybe. plug, we probably wouldn't have uh, poked fun at his business partner's uh, name. But otherwise, we did good. <laughs> yeah. That was a good. That was a good read. So, so that that is technically installment two. But since we never aired that other episode, uh, installment one of Richie's Where on the World is <laughs> Chino Marino. Really? I thought it was like there was three instances where I brought up Gene. Well, and then there was the 
one time where you said that you use his name to check into <laughs> hotels, <laughs> oh, yeah. which doesn't make any sense because the, the whole point of using an alias to check in hotels is that you're famous <laughs> yeah. and then you use a non-famous name. But for some reason, you like to check in hotels and use a famous name. To, to hide your non-famous name. Just in case I get, like, free room service. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Someone's a real big back-to-school fan. <laughs> you never know. Like, that could be... It, it's so obscure that, say, you get the one busboy that loves Chino, he'll slip me something under the door, and, like, no one will know. It's not like I say I'm fucking, like, John Lennon or anybody else that's dead. <laughs> I, I like... Uh, I, um, the way that that back-to-school song goes, like, back-to-school... Back to school. That's Adam Sandler. That's not the Deftones song? No. Just to know that I'm not a fool. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the Deftones song. Okay, so now I know zero Deftones songs. You know one Billy Madison song. I When I watched Billy Madison, I thought he was singing a Deftones song. Back to school. <laughs> <laughs> and that came out like right around the same time. Did it really? Yeah. Uh, okay, great. So now we know Regina Marino. My third favorite Marino. In the world. Um, don't even say Dan. Not Dan. I don't give a uh. fuck about Dan or the stupid sport he plays. I can't think of any other Marinos. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you two. One uh, is is a friend of ours, Tom Marino. Care a lot about him. He's a nice guy. Number two, funniest person in the funniest uh, fucking sketch comedy crew of all time, Ken Marino. Uh, okay. Care more about him than anybody. I wish if Ken Marino was playing in a volcano when I was in Iceland, <laughs> I would have fucking spelunked down on a fucking rope to get anywhere near that fucking beautiful, beautiful <laughs> Italian paisano yeah, man. That's only because he's a bigger looking paisano. He's fucking amazing. <laughs> I've, I'm, I have a man crush on Ken Marino. So, so Chino Marino, although my third favorite Marino in the world, I'm still, I still cannot wait for your Chino Marino <laughs> updates. <laughs> <laughs> There's more to come. Stay tuned if you like Chino. Are you an IPA uh, man? Ah, uh, no. Yeah, it depends no. with me. But it's weird because, I mean, I don't know if I'd throw this in, like, because, you know, IPA is, you know, that's more leaning towards the douche side of the scale. But I love <sighs> Rolling Rock, and that's considered a pale ale. You know yeah, I mean? but, but no, it's still it's, like, yeah, it's nowhere near right, it. Right, and, and, and IPA are the, are the real hoppy ones. Right, yeah. I think that's disgusting. I've had ones that I liked, and, you know, and I went through a, uh, I went through a beer snob phase. I'm, I'm glad that I, I got out of it. Seriously, I like my beer it tastes like garbage <laughs> dude i fucking kill uh corzo g's are my fucking go-to beer and <laughs> give me give me and if i'm meister brow and if, and if i'm worried about the carbs uh, then I'll, I'll drink miller light and people are like how could you drink miller light and i'm like because it doesn't matter i'm fucking drinking this to get a feeling not to fu- you know like and but i i did it when i first moved up to jersey city i i was and 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 uh and I, you know i was right around the corner from the beer garden it was like the that's when liquid the, potpourri that's when the beer snobbery became Ugh. a big thing and i and i went full into it i you know and there's a lot of those beers allagash i fucking love there's a lot of those beers that i drank and i really enjoyed but uh yeah, you come on one, man yeah you like know? In the, you know like fucking the people that uh that act it, it, no, I've never met a beer snob that I liked, and and uh, and I've never met a beer snob that was in shape. Let me just say that. That's mm, all I'm saying. Yeah. And that and that and that goes with myself. When I was a beer snob, I didn't like myself, and I was fat as fuck back then. Like I don't want to drink a beer that tastes like cologne. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like I want my beer to taste like fucking. I'm standing outside emptying my fucking septic shitter into a fucking drain tank with Eddie. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, you I mean? just want to fucking pound some Schlitz, and that's yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. I get. Yeah, I know. I understand. That's why I go Corzo G. Like, talking about craft beer is giving me a headache because of, like, when you take a sip and you would breathe in that smell and it would go, like, straight to, like, your temples and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like that purple haze shit. Oh, that was, yeah. Oh, my God. That is just the worst shit. That is just, like... The shit, like the decoration potpourri that like old ladies put in the bathroom. If you grind that shit up and like fucking pour like turpentine over it, that's what that beer tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna agree with you on that. Oof. And and uh, and the hangovers aren't too swell either. Oh my god. I, I do enjoy I do enjoy that. sipping on a nice like a nice dark beer or some depending on which yeah, a nice IPA a regular one or something <laughs> like that but uh but yeah to go out to the bar and be drinking these fucking I don't know I don't get it yeah like I'll drink a fucking Guinness I'll drink the shit out of Guinness yeah I'll drink a thousand Guinness before I drink two of those fucking like weird beers I'm not a Guinness fan but but you know what here actually I should I should present it like this 
if you if you're a fan of these beers and th- that's the way that you enjoy to get drunk uh, and uh, and and you you really like them, more power to you. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I guess the people that I'm talking about are the people that will go out of their way to shame somebody else for drinking yeah. a regular beer. Yeah. Like, how could you drink that piss water? Yeah, drinking that swill. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> that that's fucking that annoys yeah. me. Like, no, you're not cool. <laughs> I, and and it's are you brewing that beer? Because otherwise, who yeah. gives a shit? Seriously, you, you know, like fucking, are you? making it then then who cares oh. what people fucking like you yeah. know and uh, i was never that bad i didn't give a shit you know i grew up piece. i grew up fucking drinking miller lights from the time we were 12 i'm fucking i'll crush a thousand miller lights and love every second of and it. wake up without a hangover yeah Fuck, and and fucking stupid. and a nice little fucking uh and <laughs> 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 all right enough beer talk Sorry to all the beer snobs no, out there. I don't hate you. Now I'm pissed. I'm I did your partner because I'm hot as she's hot as a baker. Not because I hate you, because I'm naughty by nature. I fucking hate them all, man. Hallelujah, hip hop hooray! I'm up six hours early. It's a kitten hitting day. I'm, I'm gonna call fucking uh, what's his name, Silverstein, and we're gonna pull the beer garden. <laughs> it had to go. The flames from the trade center are getting too close. We had to pull it. I like the beer garden. It's Eleven years, fifteen years later, pull the beer garden. <laughs> it's collateral from nine eleven. It wasn't even built in, in whatever. It was. It was in danger. And then it goes down, like ten years from now, in textbooks. It talks about Tower One, Tower Two, the Pentagon, and the Jersey City beer garden. <laughs> the grounds were getting faulty. <laughs> 15 years after the first plane flew in the building, finally <laughs> made its way across the Hudson and took down the Jersey City Pull it. Uh, I can't let that happen, my friend. I've had some good times in that beer garden. Yeah, whatever. It's getting full. The I love it. I love it. Every time I go there, something magical happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last time I was there, I saw Bartolo Colon hit a home run. Now, I'm not even going to explain how crazy that was, but it happened. Because he's fat. <laughs> because he's fat. He's fat. You know it. If you watch Sham on. If you watch in slow motion, like the tits go like. <laughs> <laughs> when I sit around the house, I really sit around the house. <laughs> Who's fat? All right. Saturday afternoons, there's not much substance to A High Five on no. a Saturday afternoon. But you know what I did last night, which was really like strange things happen to me in the middle of the night and <laughs> they all like revolve around youtube so i start like uh first i download first i go to google and i download what was the abc saturday morning cartoon lineup in 1989 <laughs> just to see what i watched okay i was curious all right you, know you wanted to know what a young nine-year-old rtg was watching <laughs> in his pizza pajamas yeah okay I, let me guess let me guess do you know it uh, well, bits and pieces. I don't know the exact year or whatever, but I could piece together some tunes. I'm saying that it was the Garfield U.S. Acres combo. That's in there. Um, but you know what? No, it isn't, because that was an after-school cartoon. That wasn't a Saturday morning special. I'm pretty sure I watched that on Saturday really? morning. Really? Yeah. Uh, I didn't see it. 1989. Now, I was going to say Animaniacs, but that's not 89. No. That's later. That's like 95. Yeah. No, that was like 91, 92 with oh. like Darkwing Duck and shit. Mm, Darkwing Duck. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Fucking Rescue Rangers. Rescue Rangers. Yeah, right. And, uh, or or even better, uh, fucking DuckTales. Duck, yeah, yeah, DuckTales yeah, for right. sure. That was a, which was also an after school cartoon. But we'll, we'll, okay, okay. Give we'll me just, the lineup then. I'll give it to you like this. It started with Muppet Babies. <laughs> Fair enough. Fucking love then, it. Then it moved on to Bobby's World. Bobby's World. That, that, well, Bobby. That don't you know point. Bobby? Yeah. That, Bobby who is Bobby? Howie Mandel. Right, right, right. And that his, fucking freak his show. His little like, five-year-old friend that was Rodney Dangerfield. Was he Rodney Dangerfield? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was based on Rodney oh, Dangerfield. I thought, like I thought little, they had fucking Rodney, the 60-year-old nah, Rodney doing the voice. No, nah, it was a like, little Google-eyed five-year-old that looked like an old man. And like everything he did, he was like an old man. You know, like They'd be playing on the playground, and he'd climb up the jungle gym, and he'd be like, oh. What a climb. What a climb. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. 
Bobby's world. Forgot all about that. Yeah. And then and then Howie Mandel like incorporated that into his stand up show where he would at the end of the show he would like tuck himself in the bed in pajamas and yeah. act like he was Bobby. Yeah. That was weird. It was creepy. Harry Mand- Howie Mandel's a weird dude. Besides the whole OCD fucking germaphobe thing, besides the whole walk like a man, walk like a man, Bobo. Yeah, what are you a homo? (laughs) No, me Bobo. Seriously, that was a weird fucking movie. I gotta give that a watch. (laughs) That shit might be funny. I guarantee you, it's unwatchable. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give it a whirl. (laughs) Just to listen to walk like a man. (laughs) Walk. Say Bobo when he sneezes. Okay, so go, all right, so Bobby's World with Howie Mandel. Oh, um, uh, I, I got I got another one. Uh, speaking of, um, God, what was the name of that? Uh, the 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 show with Louis Anderson as a kid, or was that later too? Remember Louis Anderson had that cartoon where it was like, like you Camp were, Louis. No, you're on the right path, but it's not Louis. Camp <sighs> Candy. Oh yeah, Camp Candy. What was the Louis? I remember. I think it was. I think it was Life of Louis or something like that. Something. But yeah, Camp Candy. Like Camp Candy. John, yeah, John Candy. Yeah. How do? Why did all these like fucking middle aged stand up, uh, like fucking late night stand up comedians have cartoons on I them? I know, I know. All right, all right. Um, Camp Candy. Now that yeah. has to be a must watch. Yeah, absolutely. So it was Beetlejuice. Yeah, I was never a big fan of the Beetlejuice cartoon. Oh, loved it, loved it. Because all of a sudden Beetlejuice and and what's her name were friends and hanging out. I didn't get it. Winona. Yeah. Yeah. Love that cartoon. She's supposed to be alone. She's supposed to be <laughs> utterly alone. Um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, the cartoon. Love it. Something strange is afoot at the Circle K. Um, this kind of broke it up, but uh, yeah, I watched a lot of Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was really big into Pee Wee. Sure. Um, I was actually just explaining um, to... I was watching with my mother the other night. Uh, I was hanging out with my parents, and, I was wa- and, and she was watching um, Family Feud. And the the uh, the question, I guess it is, was was what is something that people give uh, as a gift that nobody wants? And I said, number one answer is fruitcake. And she was like, what are you talking about? Nobody gives fruitcake. I was like, I guarantee you the number one answer is fruitcake. Ding, ding, ding. Number one answer, fruitcake. Really? And she was like, and she was like, how did you know that? And I said, because there was a Pee Wee's Playhouse episode. <laughs> Christmas for Christmas special. special yeah. Where everyone kept giving him fruitcake and he didn't want it and he just built a room about it. And that's like, the, that's, was this a new family feud? Yeah, it was, yeah. So people are still giving fruitcakes after that episode aired? <laughs> yeah. I thought everyone saw just that. Just a moment, fruitcake. <laughs> yeah. Damn, people don't learn from people. So, so I just, you know, the whole point of telling that story is just to let the listening audience know how good I am at fucking Family Feud. <laughs> La Punta, Americanos, Estados Unidos, Medellin! I never had a fruitcake, but damn, I want a fucking fruitcake. I'm sure I, it's I fucking like good as shit. It sounds banging. Yeah. I feel like there's pineapples in there. I bet you there's pineapples, my friend. I feel like that's the number one fruit There in might fruit be cake. some fucking cranberries. You might have some fucking raisins. Like Great, you know, cram friend? It cuts through. You need the sharpness to cut through sometimes. Nah, I don't like shit that's like... You ha- you know, if, if a, sh- a fruit should already be sweet, like I feel like a cranberry, you have to dunk in sugar. <laughs> you know, like that shit is like not tasty. What about what about when you get a tart blueberry? Are you only a sweet blueberry fan? Sweet blueberry, yeah. Tart I'm, I'm, you know how some of them, like some of them, will be soft and and sweet, and then the other ones will be will be harder and and I don't know. Tart is the only word I'm using, even though I hate that fucking word. But well, uh, the sour same, maybe the same phenomenon happens with plums, my favorite fruit, because when plums before they're ripe, what I consider ripe, mushy, mm-hmm. they're tart when they're hard. But then when they get mushy, they're yeah. delicious mm-hmm. and not tart. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then you fucking let those shits shrivel up. And they become prunes. Plums become prunes. Yes, right? Don't they? I believe plums are prunes. Or do figs become prunes? No, figs are just straight up figs. Oh, okay. And and whatever happened to the fig? Plums don't become prunes. I'm pretty sure plums become prunes. <laughs> don't you look concerned about this? <laughs> because I don't want to have anything to do with a prune. <laughs> I fucking enjoy a prune. I enjoy a nice prune You've for had myself. A prune. I used to eat prunes when I was a kid. <laughs> That's so weird. Hey, well, fuck it. You were a constipated kid. Don't lie. Uh, no, I, but it, <laughs> but it did help me. It did help keep me regular, keep regular. Richard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. A prune is a dried plum. It's so weird. I just want a plum. I don't want anything to do with a fig. I love a fucking nice prune. Why do you keep saying figs? They're not figs. Oh yeah. Wait, what? Now the thing with the fig is, like, I was, I was, I, I recently read the the uh, the works of Marcus Aurelius, uh, and um, 
for sto- like <laughs> stoicism and everything like that. What? Why you that face? Why'd you give me the Bobby De Niro face? Uh, interesting, interesting. The reason I bring that up is because they they talk about he talks about figs in that fucking in his writing so much to th- that I I could only believe that figs were the only edible thing on the planet Earth at that time. Just fucking figs. Yeah, figs remind me of Roman times. But, like, they're all sitting around in tunics like, ha, pass the figs. Yes, yeah. what happened to a fig? The only way you could get a fig now is if you get it in those stupid Fig Newton cookies. Yeah. Figs have gone the way of the dodo. And that is what is fucked up about Fig Newtons, is that number one... Where are they getting these figs? Yeah, disgusting. And number two, you eat a cookie, you want milk. Well, I know you don't, but you know people want milk after cookies, and a fig Newton does not make you want milk. No, it makes you mad, thirsty. For what? What are you gonna drink to cure the thirst of a fig Newton? Because you're not nothing. Some fucking fig juice, because nothing else goes good with fig Newtons besides more fig. Because there's way too much of that fucking crummy, disgusting cookie that's not a cookie around it. It's yeah. just fucking loose dough. Motherfuckers, back in in the early uh, hundreds, I guess, fucking loved figs. Loved them. And you know what else? I feel like there's those fucking sausage seeds inside Fig Newtons. <laughs> or there's like, Fennel seeds, Richard. There's like pieces of glass or something. Like someone like crushed up a needle. <laughs> like put it in there like old school Halloween candy. <laughs> Do you know... Now that we're coming up on the Halloween uh, Halloween season, and and by the way, I'd like to say something to uh, uh, I guess at this point every single fucking girl I'm friends with on Facebook is relax. We all love Halloween. Fucking relax a little bit. Oh yeah, I, it, I, I love Halloween. I, I get it. It's fun. It's I I I am also an autumn fan. I love when the, when the weather gets this way and you can start wearing hoodies and leaves are on the ground and it gets colder oh, yeah. and shit like that. It's a great fucking feeling. And I love Halloween. I love celebrating it. But Jesus Christ, with the fucking memes and the statuses about it's Halloween, all for it's not it's for another fucking thirty days. Relax. Okay, what was I gonna say now? Uh, we're just talking about Medellin. There's weird pieces of glass inside of Fig Newtons. Mm. Why? Why? Yeah. What is inside of a Fig Newton? Oh, and then you like said the Halloween candy. Me. Do you know, Richard? What Halloween candy? You said that it was like a Halloween candy. Like oh, Halloween. Could, yeah. Like would, yeah. Do you know that there is no uh, recorded case in history of there ever being a razor blade or a syringe or anything? Yeah, in Halloween I didn't candy? hear about that. It's never happened. What about those tattoos? Never happened. No acid in them. Not, not that I know no. of. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I believe it. So why the fuck that we grew up, grow up in fear, like literally the the fear of there being shit in your Halloween candy to the point where your parents would be like, "Let me check it first because they thought that you were going to bite into a Snickers and then blood was going to start pouring out of your mouth. Yeah, well, yeah, well, it was like a rumor, that, like an adult rumor, like the adult telephone game. Yeah, know? I know. That's what I'm saying. That it's fucking. It's <clears throat> it's a fascinating thing when you think about it because it, it it affected all of us. If you were a child in the '80s. Yo. I really want to go trick-or-treating. Yeah? I'm just thinking about how I used to get home and put my shit in bowls. <laughs> all that fucking candy. How? Imagine getting all that for free. <laughs> Holy shit. And so just assort- put on a mask. You're, you're the size of a child. I know. I, I am not fucking hesitating this year. I'm going to get like one of those old school plastic masks with the onesie plastic suit. <laughs> Like the Hulk Hogan onesie or the Big John stud. Go as fucking uh, Bobby from Bobby's World. <laughs> yeah. I'll just, Don Chanel. I'll just walk outside. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think maybe he wore like red overalls. <laughs> That's it. That's all I need. Um, yeah. It's it's just, it's so weird that that, that was a thing, that, like a legit thing that, that we had to worry about as children. I remember being a child and being like, there could be razor blades in this candy. It's never happened. It was never a concern. Nobody ever did it. There's no reason for anyone to have ever been afraid of it. And why the fuck wouldn't you trust your neighbors? You know, it's so... Well, not everybody's your neighbor. But, you no, know, no. But, I mean, your community. You uh, know, okay. like, why, why, why... Well, you ever go on the computer and look up sex offenders? No, I get it. Bad. Looks like my fucking neighborhood has the chicken box. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? But that's another thing is like, you know, I'm not defending sex offenders because as we, you know, as we established last uh, episode that <laughs> you can end up eating dick. They, they should probably get their penis microwaved and chopped up into little bits and fed to them at gunpoint. But, um, you know, a lot of people get sex offender charges for pissing in public in a school yeah, zone and shit like that. I know. You yeah. know? Yeah, I've like, heard some fucked up things. Yeah. 
Like, imagine that. Imagine that you're like, you know, as as a functioning alcoholic, I've I've urinated in many a public place yeah, outside. Yeah. And imagine just you're in the wrong situation and you get scooped up by the cops and then all of a sudden you're a registered registered sex offender. I know. Uh, you know, like fucking. It happens a lot, actually. Yeah, it's fucked up. I, uh, I used to work with this guy. And, I mean, I don't know how much of it is true because this guy was a little fucking weird. But he said his buddy was like in McDonald's and these kids were like causing a ruckus or whatever. And uh, he said something to the kids like, I, I, I don't know, sit the fuck down or go fuck off or something. And that was interpreted as like f- f- fuck as in like uh, fucking the kids. You know what I mean? So the guy told the kids to fuck off. And like, I guess it was interpreted as like, like I'm going to fuck go, you go on fucking <laughs> or something. I don't know. Wait, so you could get you could get uh uh, go on. So I'm sorry. So he he became a registered sex offender because yeah, of that? Yeah, for saying the word For fuck saying something? Yeah. But that doesn't make any sense. He it, didn't do anything. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know about the story because the guy who told me it was might as well be a registered sex offender yeah, himself. Right. But I mean, that's the story I got. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. <clears throat> so I don't know. It could happen if maybe that did. I yeah. Know. I don't know. I guess I guess the point I'm making about the Halloween candy thing is that the fucking the fear that that everybody just lives in this constant state of fucking fear and anguish when most of the time there's absolutely no reason for it. Yeah, it happens all the time. It happens every day. No wonder we all grew, grew up like neurotic fucking messes because we, I would eat the wrapper, especially when the Mary Janes. I didn't have time to peel that bitch <laughs> off. <laughs> I spent enough time peeling that shit out of my molars. <laughs> What what is the can what is the one fucking candy that uh that when you uh when you looked through your candy bag and you saw that it was in there you're like the oh, fuck this shit why would somebody give this like those little boxes of like whoppers or or milk duds mm-hmm. I hate those milk duds aren't so bad yeah, but not, I don't like the ones that taste like malt yeah bowls. I think those are whoppers. whoppers they have the malt in them yeah disgusting still not that bad though because they're chocolate. What is what's worse than that? The fucking um, an uh, aluminum foil roll of pennies. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that was that was a weird one. Yeah. Um, no, uh, and now I don't know what to call them. I I want to call them Smarties, but I don't know if they're Smarties. The ones that that come in, the ones that come in the, the they're just like sugar tablets that come in the roll. Yes, they're fucking delicious. No, they suck. It's like a candy necklace in a fucking roll, Uh-oh. like a roll of dimes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. They're absolutely Smarties. Hang on. Yeah, that's them. Smarties can't deal with it. Oh, Here's the thing. Little. There's no taste to them. They all taste like, you know, there's no... It tastes like pastel candies. They just ta- <laughs> they taste like chalk. Yeah. yeah. Delicious chalk. <laughs> <laughs> just chew, chew on a nice fucking stick of chalk for yourself. Why? I, I, would never, I would never fucking waste my time with any Smarties. And I would. Fuck that! I would. I'm a I'm a candy snob, and people eat Smarties are fucking pieces yeah. of shit. Remember, every once in a La while, punta. someone would give out a real fucking chocolate bar, and you'd be like, "Holy like shit!" Like a full size Snicker. Yeah. yeah, you're like, "How can you afford that, dude?" Anything, Kit Kat, Twix, Twix. Mm. Mm. Holy Grail, though. Holy Grail. And if I look down there and I see a sea of orange, I'm a happy, happy man. The Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. That's mm. it's all I wanted as a child. I gotta go hit a quick check. <laughs> What's the time on this watch watch? <laughs> Do you know now that they have, and I tried it. I ha- It's been a long time. <laughs> you tell me to wrap it up. You know quick check is open 24 hours, right? Yeah, and my stomach isn't. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> well, I want- it's open and it's fucking open for business. Ah, yeah, true. Um, they have now the Reese's Big Cups. With yeah. Reese's pieces in the cups, really in the mm-hmm. cups. You know what I like that they're, they're making these like little snack bags, and it's like Reese's mix snack and like take five mix snack, and it's like this little you know bag, and you get like a mini cup, a pretzel, a piece of chocolate, and it's just like it's almost like a trail mix. Mm-hmm. Of, oh, that's nice of the goodie. <laughs> now you brought up my favorite candy bar in the world. Is a take five. And the crazy thing about that is, do you know when they were invented? Yeah, like two years ago. 2001. Yeah. We were 21 years old, which means uh, that we've never once uh, fucking uh, trick-or-treated and received take fives. True. If I was a kid right now, all I would want is take fives in that bag. That did would be the main thing. That that usurps fucking peanut butter cups by a million Oh, years. absolutely. But did you see how drastic they changed their packaging? Yeah, I don't like it so much. The red works. <laughs> I, I kind of like it. You like the green with the picture of it? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not yeah, a big fan. I like it. The red diff- definitely did work, but it looks too much like a Reese's stick. Nah, whatever. I think that's where, why they changed it. Okay. You know? 
I still like the whatchamacallits. I know. You're a big whatchamacallit mm-hmm. fan. Take five, perfect okay. combination. You get the sweet. You get the saltiness. You got the fucking caramel. You got everything in there. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Hit the music. Well, are you serious? <laughs> How much time is left? <laughs> you want to end the show early because you want to go get candy? Early? It can't possibly be early. What is it? Like 58 minutes? It's 50 minutes on the fucking Really? Nose. We got 10 more minutes yeah, to go. I thought we were And now, now that you're so anxious, I'm not letting you leave. Oh, my God. I'll just walk out the door. Estados Unidos, Medellin. <laughs> You'll be yelling to yourself. I'll be at Quick Jack eating fucking cupcakes. Bring up one more thing on your list. All and right. then you get then you get a treat. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going to be a quickie. Uh, Les Claypool just turned 53 years old. Can you imagine that shit? That's Les weird. Les Claypool, 53. So that means in two years, Les Claypool can live in a 55 and up community. Fucking, he, he just comes in with the, all these big fucking weird violin basses and shit. Just <laughs> puts them know. against the wall. Fucking, he comes out in like some sort of fucking like steam powered fucking like <laughs> bobbing walking machine or some <laughs> shit. A locomotive with a pig's mask on. Dude, that video for Mr. Crinkle when I was like 11, 12 years old scared the living shit out of me. Is that the one where he's the pig? Playing yes. the, the upright bass? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I forget what it is. Or I don't know if it's a clothes hanger or something. It keeps revolving through the scene. And it just fucked with me so bad. I hated it. Fine, go get your candy. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Have we got any more reviews lately? I don't know. I haven't checked. Come on, man. Whoever leaves the 57th review gets an awkward high five t shirt. Well, <laughs> well, now. Now that uh, that I'm gainfully employed again, I there actually will be awkward high five merch. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe we could finish the fucking band contest and give that prize out, and then we could definitely start. What on on the real though? Bottle of Bacardi. <laughs> what um, uh, what I've been playing around with and we've been talking about is maybe setting up a Patreon page for the show, which I'll explain in detail on a later show. But uh, but that would be a thing where if you wanted to throw a couple bucks. A month, like El Padrini. Yeah, you could fucking, you yeah. Oh yeah, right. Because like I could be like fucking. Uh, what's, what do they call him? What do they? Patron. What? Patron. Patron. El Padroni. Yeah, we could be Patron. <laughs> yeah. And fucking um and uh and then you, and then you would get you know merch like we'd send you some stickers, a t-shirt, whatever the fuck we have. So we'll figure all that out. Anyway, thanks for listening to this weird ass episode of Awkward High Five. We're just gonna go eat candy like a fucking child, and uh, we'll see you in a few short days. you go we first met a long time ago i always knew how to treat you but now i can't see you through this cloud of smoke thanks for listening to the awkward high five podcast For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.